to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for tuning in. This is the podcast based around creative entrepreneurship. We speak with entrepreneurs, freelancers, artists, and creators of things, and we aim to give you their insight, knowledge, experience, and more in the field that they're in. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Before I start the show, I would like to give a special thanks and shout out to our partners over at Art Inhibition Studios. Um, if you guys are listening to this for the first time and you're not too sure what this is, let me go ahead and explain that to you. Um, they are the home of the only black artist and designer directory. Um, they are dedicated to promoting black creatives in a positive light, keeping you connected with new gigs and opportunities, sharing resources to help you get to the next level creatively, whether that's free resources or paid resources as well as supporting the community every single day so if you guys want to go ahead and check out the culture that they're building and the community that they're building as well i will leave a link in the show notes as always once again that is our inhibitionstudios.com so let's go ahead and get into the episode all right welcome everybody to the creative assist podcast once again i'm your host dexter and i appreciate you for tuning in we're at episode, I think, 17 or 18, one of the two. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I encourage all you guys to go ahead and subscribe and share, leave some feedback, as always. Uh, today, I'm speaking with Kennedy Carter. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. Thank you for asking. Um, so pretty much the general topic of this podcast, I really just kind of want to interview her and get to know her and her work and, and things of that nature. And, you know, just kind of like just chop it up a little bit and have a conversation. Um, so, uh, yeah, aside from that, though. Um, I do want to ask you, like, well, normally I do ask people, like, how they got started and everything in photography, and then we can go from there. So, um, so yeah, how did you get started into art and things of that nature? I got started with photography back in high school. I'm 20, so that was about maybe four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I started back in high school, and it was my photo one course, and I thought it was going to be easy, but it kind of wasn't. And I didn't want it to ruin my GPA. Yeah. So uh, I had to actually practice it. And I ended up liking it a lot. So I, it's something I continue with until now. Oh, it's cool. So it's just like, it's something that you just kind of like got into and you felt like it was uh, it was worth pursuing? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like, how does it, how does it feel like, you know, coming out of high school and, you know, you might see people, because I went through the same thing out of high school. I always wanted to pursue something in art, but... How did people around you kind of like, you know, accept that or like maybe like your parents or like your friends, you know, after college and things like that? Mm, I've always been into different types or forms of art, really. So when I settled with photography, it wasn't really a surprise to my parents. I had done, what had I done? I played piano for some years and I did ice skating and I used to dance, but nothing ever really stuck. But photography uh-huh. kind of ended up sticking and I went to college for it. I am from North Carolina I'm based out in North Carolina and um I went to the I, well I did photography at uh University of North Carolina Greensboro um for two years and Greensboro just wasn't really the place for me um it's it's kind of a small place so I was I, I was kind of turned off by it a little bit but yeah nobody in my life really was surprised when I started or fell into photography, especially now that I've been doing it for four years. 
Mm, okay, I see. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because I was multi, I was multi-talented too. Well, I mean, somewhere for the most part, but I did have like a lot of things I was interested in, and um, none of those things really, I don't know, none of those things really interested me in the long term. Like, I guess they were cool skills or whatever, but I never really cared like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. And then from there, I just kind of went on to pursue like design and and photography and stuff like that. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I can I can kind of identify in that sense. Um, you said you learned piano. How was that? That sounds interesting. Mm, I didn't like it because my you teacher didn't? was mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll she do. She was it. so mean, and I was at the bank the other day, and I seen her at the bank, and I didn't. I heard her voice, and then I turned around and seen her. I had a PTSD war flashback because she was so mean. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's all bad. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. how how are you mean teaching piano though? It's like the most elegant, one of the she most elegant. She was mean for no reason. I don't know what her problem was. She was just a major stick in a booty teacher, and I, it wasn't for me. <laughs> no, I understand that. Um, I kind of um. Oh, and also to backtrack a little bit, I kind of stepped over the um. Explain to the audience who you are. Part I kind of dived into it. So um, if you can kind of like highlight like a little bit of like of who you are at least to this to this day, um, that would be great. Yeah, uh, uh, well, I'm Kennedy, <laughs> I'm 20, and um, yeah, I, I do photography out in North Carolina, uh, in the Raleigh-Durham area, and I travel and stuff. Oh, you travel so, yeah. and stuff. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite place to travel, by the way? Where is my favorite place to travel? Mm, my family lives in Texas, so I go to Texas every single year since I was a baby, and I've always left Texas. That's one of my favorite places to go. Oh, okay, gotcha. That sounds cool. I know I never really traveled too much, but um, I would mm-hmm. I would hope to definitely do so, especially get out of the states. Like London has always interested me for some reason. Um, yeah, I went out of the state till last year. I try and go out of the states at least one time each year. This year didn't work out, but last year I had gone to Milan, and that was really cool. How was that? It was cute. There weren't really any black people over there. Mm-hmm. And you could tell because they would stare all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 But other than that, it was straight. Oh, that's cool then. All right. So uh, to, to dive a little bit into the uh, questions I have here, um, mm-hmm. I guess what, because I know your work is, I, I especially, I was going through your work um, not too long ago, and I especially like the work that you do highlighting black love in all forms. And I thought that was really dope to me because um, it's mm-hmm. like a mixture of fine art and then portraiture. And then it has like all these different elements to it. And I thought it was really unique. Um, so kind of like what ignited you to highlight the overlooked pieces of the black community through art? You know, like for me, it was like about like creating balance, especially in podcasting. Like I wanted to create a learning environment for all creators, but especially like the black community and things of that nature, because like we lack spaces. It's like, what, what are some of the things that ignited you to do what you do? Um, when I first started photography back in high school, we'd have assignments um, that would pretty much involve uh, finding artists that we were inspired by. And there were only so many black ones that I could find that uh, tapped into what I wanted to showcase, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so um, I feel as though uh, highlighting the overlooked aspects of blackness is something that I got into. It's, it's more of a, it's kind of a broad statement, but uh, mm-hmm. it's something I, I wanted to pursue because if, if nobody, if we don't control our own narrative, then 
who else is going to do it? The same white photographer who sets you every single thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, uh, why I got into it and highlighting, uh, black experiences Mm -hmm. in my work. Yeah, it's dope. I mean, I think, uh, and you said it right there, you know, instead of taking the same exact shit, right, over and over and over, and like, cool, mm-hmm. like, we get it, like, you know, you're a photographer, cool, like, you know, you can create portraits, and like, they're really, really, like, they're, they're quality work, and you're a great editor, cool, but like, what do you really, like, what's your statement behind it, you know, and I, I think mm-hmm. like that's why I like your work, and like some of the other creatives out here that are doing stuff like that, because, um, you know, it, it kind of showcases things, and since we're such a visual, a visual society, um, I think it, it does actually make an impact, um, you know, the way like things are perceived. So like going a little bit too like further into that, like, so like with you said, like, you know, you wanted to kind of like create like, a, like that culture of like blackness through art. So like, what does community mean to you in that sense? Mm, I feel that community is a place where you can be your worst self and uh, your best self and people critique you on it and you feel safe in that space. Um, I also feel as though um, community is a place where you can, um, where you can, sorry, I'm trying to kind of form my words, but I feel feel that community is also a space where you can show appreciation for the people that are around you and be, be honest with them about how you feel about what they're producing um, and how you feel about them uh, in general so they can become the best as well. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, and like, that's something that we see often like these days when people really build their own uh, communities of like-minded individuals and, you know, we try and like push for a common goal, right? Like, I think that's something that um, I think at least this generation, um, you know, from the millennials on down are really like have been really good at is like if they don't like some culture somewhere, then they just go create their own, you know, and then you see a whole bunch of like these like societal norms start to break because of that. So um, that, and that and that to me is like why community is huge, not only for society, but like as far as like, you know, economics and all this other stuff plays a huge part of it. So yeah, I think community mm-hmm. to me too is like that. Like if you can be honest around each other, like help each other grow. And then also like around that too, like it, it's okay to just be like fully yourself and, you know, how can we build things? You know what I'm saying? Like can we put our minds together and our money together to create something better for all of us? So yeah, uh, yeah I definitely agree. Um, let's talk a little bit about like, like publishings and things of that nature. Um, so, like, what has been, like, your favorite or, like, most memorable to shoot so far? Mm-hmm. I kind of haven't had one <laughs> that was <laughs> the most memorable. And that's no shade. But I don't know. I haven't really had anything that I was, that I felt really tapped into what I truly want to do with my work. If anything, it's probably the personal projects that I work on that I feel are the best ones. But as of late, I haven't really had anything that, I don't know, I've been extremely proud to show off other than the fact that it was a big name. Right, gotcha. No, that makes sense completely. Um, so, like, I know um, I don't really get too many photographers often. They come on here who are, like, published and things like that. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not even too familiar with how when we get published, like, into, like, a broader name and, and things like that. So uh, how how did you get your work noticed? Was it a matter of connections or a matter of just consistent work or what was it? Um, 
uh, I think being consistent on social media was one thing, as well as finding emails of editors uh, that you want to work for and harassing them through their email and just consistently updating them on what your work is. Um, also, I feel like another thing that might help is, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I said networking earlier, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I said networking earlier, mm-hmm. but if you just make friends with people, you never know who anybody else knows and just be real, be your honest self and, um, yeah, be real, be your honest self. And I kind of feel like through that, you'd be able to get a cosign. Uh, people co-signing your work and talking about your stuff like, oh, this person is really great and does this, that, and a third, and it might fit into something else someone has planned. So, yeah, you never know who you're talking to. Just be your best self with everyone and, and everything you do. Make consistent work. Post consistently if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, there. it's kind of, it's mad lame take not everyone has to use social media sometimes it sucks the amount to which a lot of creatives rely on it in order to get bookings um so i definitely suggest taking the email route and maintaining those connections and making friends with actual people right yeah 100 Mm percent but um yeah i mean because when you really think about it though like i mean you you know people do see your work like you know and it just depends i guess how consistent you are at the same time but also i think to build the deeper connection it's always always good to get like emails and like you know just dm people of course when when you can but that's the most important thing to anything in any type of business let alone the creative industry is relationship building um Mm -hmm. so yeah i i agree i see you just work with with essence right didn't you or yeah, I did. Oh yeah, that's that's really dope. I mean, congrats. I mean, shit, like that's that must be that mm-hmm. must feel good, right? It must be a pretty big accomplishment for you. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was just like the most like like modest answer. Like, oh yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. My mom had a bunch of Essence magazines when I was growing up, so it was a nice. Oh, that's really it was dope. pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how things like come back full circle, you know. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, how was that experience like? It was really nice. I was able to bring in one of my good friends as a photo assist, and we were playing Megan the Stallion during the shoot. It was really cool. Oh, that's fire. Mhm. <laughs> but yeah, like, so, um, what, like, what exactly, uh, was the campaign around, or was it like? Yeah, like what was the ideology behind the campaign or what you shot? It, it was more of a beauty, not a beauty ad, but a beauty spread. And so the idea of it was to, um, was to, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, pretty much it was to show the versatility of black hair and, um, and to kind of, I think it was not give credit to, but shout out the hairdressers that are constantly doing hair and making these different heads, hairstyles and creating the evolution of different hairstyles. Oh, okay. So they called them Masters of Manipulation. And um, the manipulators were the hairstylists. So, yeah. Oh, got it. Oh, it's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, really dope. I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm looking for it. 
again. Let me see. Um, damn, what's your Instagram? I forgot it. Sheesh. It is Internet BBY. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't even know why I was typing in Kennedy for it. That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. By the way, like how – okay, so I see I see work that comes out, and it's like crazy. Like the lighting and the skin and everything is so crazy. Like, uh-huh. And it fascinates me every single time. I don't know why, but – so what is the process behind this? Is it just re- – so like what I'm trying to say is like how is like how does the – how is the editing process on, on something like this? Or is it minimal? Honestly, I have no clue because they paid somebody to retouch it. And I also had my photo assistant set up the lighting. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I just told them, I, I said I wanted to look like this. And then they did it. That's and cool. I didn't even touch the photos. I just did some coloring after. But they did the retouching and all that type of stuff. But Oh, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it was kind of, I just, I don't know, I, the main thing that I liked about working with them is it wasn't necessarily hands off, but they made sure that you didn't have to worry about anything else so you could focus on getting the best picture possible. Yeah, that's really, I was just about to mention that too. Like it must've helped you creatively to just worry about the shoot itself and not think about getting the best lighting because someone else is around you handling that. And then after that, you don't have to think about editing. Like that must save so much yeah. time. Yeah, yeah it was. It took a lot of time, and then I asked. I said, "What's the turnaround time for this?" They said, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's fire. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so yeah, like to circle back on like what I was saying with like you know black love and things of that nature. Um, there's a uh, picture here that's tagged the location in New Jersey. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but um, this woman has on like a headdress, and it's like yellow-ish it looks like it's knitted maybe or i don't know i can't tell if it's like beads or something like that but um like the the concept around like just like your relationship like or like you know yeah i guess like your relationship photographs and everything is like super interesting to me so like what do you go into like thinking this like of doing a shoot around something like this oh because you repeat and which photo is it again so it's a um uh let's see it's on Shoot, I don't even know what it looks like from the feed. Oh, so looks like there's a it looks like there's a man like resting on like this this black woman and it's like there's like brown curtains and everything. And then let me go see. Okay. It's kind of far <laughs> down though. Yeah, actually yeah, that that works. Oh, with some curtains and then it circles in the curtains. Yeah. Okay, I know. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, okay. Uh, question again. Okay, so yeah, like, what was the thought process around something like this? Because it's really, I don't know, it's really unique to me. Um, I was in New York for a few days, and I had a friend out in New Jersey, and her grandma's house had stained glass windows in it, and so I told her I wanted to go shoot in her grandma's house. So I found uh, two models, uh, and they came out to New Jersey, and I drove from Brooklyn to New Jersey, and I will never do that again in my life. <laughs> so terrible. I really wanted to die. Wait, why, and, though? Uh, why was it so bad? Because, yo, they cannot drive in New York. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, shit, I can imagine. I will never drive in New York again in my life. But, um, <laughs> yeah, 
So we went to New Jersey, and I found some clothes. What all did I get? I got some clothes. I was at a thrift store in Brooklyn, and I found some chaps. And you can't really tell, but the guy's in some chaps. But, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I had a flapper cap from an old shoot that I put on uh, the the woman's, uh, the woman model's head. And, yeah, we just, like, shot around the house. And then we went to the front of the house where they had – um, a bedroom, and we shot in there, and that's when I got that photo. Okay, yeah, it's really dope. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. I mean, I like the fact that like it's a it's a grandma's house, so it has like this very rustic feel. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like that's kind of like what I get from all your photographs is like the very like rustic and authentic feel. Is that something that you try Thank and always you. do? You're welcome. Yeah, I, I try because I really like black grandma's houses and auntie houses. Yeah, me too. They just are really warm. They always smell good, like food. Yeah, that's true too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's your favorite dish? What is? I like mac and cheese. I didn't even have to hesitate. Yeah, no hesitation there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when and the mac and cheese and the yams touch. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is fire. You know, unfortunately, I can't experience that anymore because I've, for some reason, my body has decided to betray me and all of a sudden not like dairy. So I can't do that no more. Ooh. But look, when I did though, oh man, the yams, when they hit, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, fuego. Yeah, it's fuego. It's some heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like the most chillest person I've ever talked to, by the way. Like, you're just very, oh. just like, just <laughs> the most mellowest personality. It's, it's wild. Like, it's crazy. Like, wait a minute. Because, like, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty accomplished as a creative. You know this, right? Like, you're pretty, you're pretty uh-huh. dope. You, you, I'm okay. I'm not really where I want to be yet. So. I understand. I, I like we're 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 insane enough to you know constantly pursue and pursue and pursue, and, and I get it. Like, but I don't know. I, I'm talking to you, and I'm getting the sense of like you, you know you're super humble, and that's really great, and like it's commendable. But I, I get the sense that it's like you're kind of going through life and letting just like everything just kind of happen. Like you're very fluid in life. Yeah, it kind of just. It is what it is, and God has me, so I'm not really worried about anything. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I hear that for sure. Is that something that's kind of helped you out throughout your entire career? Just like, look, whatever happens, like God's got me. There's no need to sweat anything. Yeah, because there was a point where I was super oppressed about what was going to happen next, especially now that I like, I do a lot of freelance work. And so constantly being worried about when your next check is going to come, how I'm going to manage my budget, uh, all that type of thing, that type of thing. And, um, and worrying about where I'm going to apply to school next, because I'm not, I'm not, since I told you, I'm not going back to Greensboro and mm-hmm. living with my parents, all that type of stuff. Luckily, they're supportive of what I do, but I have a feeling everything will fall into place. So... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just focusing on creating the best work I want to show, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and work that I'm proud of. Right. No, I hear you on Even that Even if one. I don't show it. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I feel you. And I'm, I'm very, um, I, keep, I keep to myself a lot too. So I understand 100%. Um, you know, uh, I guess like that's one of the huge things I think, uh, you know, as, as creatives too. And I think everybody who's pursuing something that I guess it's out of the norm, you know, when they go ahead and they, they do their own thing, right? Like I'm not going to take like a system route, you know, I'm not going to rely mm-hmm. on like college or anything like that, that has a structure around it or even like a nine to five, you know, and nine to fives and everything is just, is, is totally fine. Like I'm not saying it isn't, but you know, when you're doing things on your own, it's a different mindset and it takes a lot of 
courage and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, so like, what is, what are some of the things that you've kind of like, I guess, like struggle or not necessarily struggle with, but the, the hiccups, I guess, in the road, having to do that. Uh, you said some of the things that I, you said struggles with. In the I, I guess, yeah, struggles or I don't really like calling them struggles. Cause I feel like, you know, it's like, I, it makes me feel kind of eh about myself, but I would like to call, I guess, hiccups in the road from going to, you know, transferring it to being like a creator and just doing this and not worrying about anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think invoice chasing, that's my main thing now. I'm so annoyed with chasing invoices and having to chase my money. It's not even funny. I, I've just come to think, if you don't have the money, then why are you having me do all this stuff when you know <laughs> right. you don't have it? Um, and everything that I struggled with for a bit of time is realizing that not everybody has the same come up. And um, I'm also only 20. I have my whole life to do whatever I want to do. And even if somebody does it first, you can always do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Is, uh, I struggle with literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Maybe maybe finding inspiration for other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, finding inspiration to make work consistently and funding stuff. That's been my main issue as well. Um, trying to track down ways to fund different things that I want to do, uh, grant situations. Uh, I have a, um, I have a, not a, it's not a really an exhibition, but I'm in um, one of the Basel fairs this year, and uh, they want the stuff 30 by 40, and mm. I have to find some 30 by 40 money. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I have to do those prints and get those frames, and yeah, it's just a bunch of penny scraping uh, right. at the end of the day. But my main thing was, has always been um, not everyone has the same come up. And um, it might have been easy for someone else or it might have looked easy for someone else, but they probably were struggling too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once you realize that, and uh, I don't know, I think another part of that comes with imposter syndrome. On social media, you see everybody doing good. So you think everything is good with everybody all the time, and you're the only person in the universe who's doing shitty. When you're not, everybody's going through something. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, once you deal with that, then you'll, you'll just chill out and go where the wind blows you. Yeah, and you're much better off doing that you know Mm -hmm. um i'm 26 now and it's taken me quite some time to develop that um develop that mindset you know and at this point when i'm doing things i'm just doing things for me and whoever likes it will like it type of thing you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so instead of worrying about what someone else is doing i just worry about like what i can do and do it the best i possibly can you know what i'm saying yeah you know this is there's different levels there's different pieces and you know bits that might come into what i do that makes it different than other people and vice versa so i don't really sweat it you know i think that's the number one thing that you know all creators can pause like that's one of the best things you can do for your career is just to go in and do what you do best because people are going to like it and like they'll let you know if if your work is awful then you know you'll know that if your work is great you'll know that but you can always improve as long as you don't mm-hmm. spit, you know what I mean? So, yes. Yeah, yeah, that part. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's the, and as far as invoice chasing, like, for, like, people, people, it's nuts to me because I, I used to deal with this too all the time and sometimes even till this day. But it's crazy though, right? Like how people aren't prepared for it, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, come on, like, why don't you 
you should have things in order, especially if I'm working with another like business owner. It's like, you should, you should know how this goes. You know, that's why, mm-hmm. but even for you, like does, does doing the invoices up front, that doesn't help. It, it still people like give you like problems. Yeah, they they still give me problems, especially with net thirty and all these net BS things. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I I heard the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Honestly, I might start a podcast and name it this because <laughs> it was so stupid. And I sent an email inquiring about when my check was going to hit because I did not get the direct deposit yet, and they told me forty five days. Mm-hmm. And then they said, "Oh, we operate on net fifty two. There is no goddamn st- net fifty two doesn't even exist." Right? Yeah, it, it don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing over there, honestly. And I'm trying not to turn up on them, but look, I'm giving them the 52 days, which yeah. is coming around the corner, and my direct deposit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit better be full. <laughs> that ACH. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and I definitely support that podcast, too, by the way. You said what? I would definitely support that podcast. <laughs> yeah, I... ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. I said, "Fifty Two? Are you serious?" I yeah. swear, they think my name is Boo Boo the Fool, and I was born yesterday. I promise, everybody be acting like that. I promise, mm-hmm. it don't, it don't get any better. <laughs> it don't. You just gotta just yeah. keep keep it strong, and like you gotta protect yourself as much as you can, and just keep it rolling. You know, because people are gonna do what people do best, and that's bullshit. You know, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing at that. I said, "Not fifty fucking two. Are you serious? Yeah, that's nuts. Please blank that out. I'm sorry. No, but. no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. No, yeah, no. We can cuss, by the way. If you didn't know that, you, you can cuss. That's for sure. You look, you shouldn't have said that because I'm the most. Oh wait, wait, wait. On this planet. Oh, 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 wait, oh wait a minute. I'll let you know. Like, this isn't. I'm not a corporate podcast. I'm not. I'm chilling right now. I'm actually wearing a do rag. I'm in sweats. Like I'm. I'm kicking it. Not like, a do rag. I'm not. Oh. I'm in a do rag. It's. It's actually velvet red. It's actually really nice. I'm chilling. I was at a thrift store today. That mm-hmm. just reminded me of something. I was at a thrift store today, and I was picking up some stuff. And when I was looking, they had this thing in a package, and I feel like it must have been from like 1992. But it was a package that was a do rag. And on it, it was by the by the company Goody. You know the hair product, Goody. It's a company, but uh-huh. they called the do rag a hair protector. No, a wave protector. <laughs> what the hell? A wave protector. Yeah, a wave you protector. But that here. just reminded me. <laughs> but yeah, finish what you were saying. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. But that's but that is ridiculous, though. Come on, just call it what it is. Come on, you don't gotta. Okay. Yeah, this is. It was like 1992. It was the world's oldest durag. I swear, I've never seen one that old before. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of a tweet I seen the other day, though, and this is completely unrelated to anything. I don't even know if you might have seen it, but this guy he said he just finished using a can of Murray's, like just now. He mm-hmm. bought it. He bought it in 1993. And now he just finished using uh-huh. Adam Ray's. I've seen that. Seen that? The <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy is nuts. But uh, anyway, like I was saying, though, but yeah, this isn't like a like a big like corporate thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's chill. We have a normal conversation. It's all good. It's all good. You can cuss. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> okay. But um, 
but yeah uh so i mean as far as that like in your journey and things like that like well i guess we kind of talked about it but like career-wise what are some of the things you've learned like going and dealing with like something like essence or like whatever it may be what are some things that stood out to you on this on this path uh, if you act like you know what you're doing people will think that you know what you're doing even if you don't wait wait say it again because i felt like it was really good i just couldn't oh. hear it was that Sorry. No um, I said, if you act like you know what you're doing, even if you don't, people don't think you know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, because I really did not know what I was doing when <laughs> I was doing my essence shoot. And they were asking me what type of light I wanted. I just pulled out the picture. So give me this type of light. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, if you act like you know what you're doing, people think you do. It's really a fire fest complex. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. That's, that's kind of crazy how it works, though. Like, it might seem like I know what I'm doing, but in reality, I just be trying shit. Like, I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I just try it, and it, sometimes it works cool. And if it does, I let people know. <laughs> Other than mm-hmm. that, though, I just be winging it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that people got to get over, too, right? Like, worrying about, like, oh, if I know everything. Like, that's what causes overthinking a lot. And I think that's what stumps people when they start to do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's that, and also people, especially in uh, in art careers, feel like they have to be the most deepest people on the planet, and I can't stand it. <laughs> if you don't know something, just say it, or just don't say anything. But what? Why are you? It feels like. Have you seen that video of Terrence Howard when he was on when he was on the red carpet and he was talking the most craziest shit on ever? It didn't make no sense. Oh yeah, I seen that. I seen that. <laughs> yeah. It was oh my nice. gosh, that's how I feel sometimes. That how people feel that they have to be in arts, uh, just art-related careers, but you really don't. Yeah, you really don't. He said something like "congratulate," and he lost me. I was like, okay, this he, guy. I said, no, this motherfucker did not just say Pythagoras. Yeah. What, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think um also just keeping a learning mindset and just always being open to new things and even past that, just being a student of the game constantly, I think that opens more doors than you pretending to be this enlightened person and like you know what the fuck you're doing, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can close down doors and opportunities and even learning new things just by by doing that. So, no, I agree mm-hmm. 100%. Mhm. But um, oh yeah. Can, speaking of, uh, you mentioned art there. For some reason, I got kind of lost. But uh, so, I think it's really, I think it's pretty cool how you like bring fine art to photography. Like I don't see that too much today. And I don't know. I just wanted to say that's pretty dope. That's all. How I'm being what? I like how you blend like fine art with photography. I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm trying to just keep my hands in a bunch of pots. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Um, and yeah. not limit myself to what I want to do mm-hmm. and still feel stressed out but mm-hmm. fashion photography I, I've been trying to get into it a little bit but it's really difficult kind of right yeah no, I hear you it is uh-huh. yeah, it is it's, it takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of constant ups and downs right like we go through a lot of those days where we just don't. yeah you know what I mean, days that we just don't know if it, things are going to work out and days like where it's like, damn, this is tough. And have you ever had moments like where it's like, oh, man, well, I don't even know if I want to pursue this anymore. 
because um, I know mm-hmm. oftentimes, like, uh, oftentimes I'll see people like say that, and I'm like, well, you shouldn't be discouraged just because something doesn't work out for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely been a bunch of times where I just felt like I didn't even want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty rough out here. <laughs> Honestly, I just kind of laugh through it. <laughs> That's what helps me. Just laugh through the bullshit. Yeah. Damn, I had a good question. Damn. Oh wait. Oh man, that's disappointing. Uh, I'm weak. You don't love forgetting this motherfucker on the planet. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Wait a minute. Hold on. Just, just. I promise. I'm a. I'm a. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. Mm, nope. Nope. It ain't coming back to me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good though. I'm pretty sure I forgot something. But um, I think it was along the path of. Like what did this see some of the things you learned so far and then I was thinking about see what was what was our, what was our last topic? It was like fine art and then we went somewhere else. Um oh yeah, so was like, it one minute quit? No, actually I got it, I got it, I got it. So what are some uh-huh. of, so what are some of the things I guess at one so what's like your goal right now, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Like what is something that, you know, if you accomplish you're like, Oh damn, like I actually am doing something. I feel like my goal at the moment is to be able to get consistent money and consistent income, really, and yeah. to fund the stuff that I feel like doing. Oh, I hear you. That's that's the dopest answer I've gotten. Usually, usually it's like something like you know, super like inspiring and like, oh, well, you know, I'm down, I'm trying to change the world. But yeah, sometimes it's just, hey, man, I need some goddamn money. <laughs> Literally, like people be like, oh, I want to be in the Guggenheim. I really just want to stack these coins so I can go wherever I want and take whatever pictures I want to keep it a band. No, I feel but, you. I hear you. That's one of my goals. Fund more projects and more shit that I want to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's that's dope. That's dope. I, I like that. But um I mean, yeah, for me I I think that's the same thing, you know. Um and of course give a voice to the creators, but um, you know, also yeah, just kind of be able to fund new projects and new things. If there was a new project, though, do you have any idea of like what it would be, like what you would want to fund? For me, I want I want to. I know this might sound wild, but I would like to start like a bakery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of crazy, what? but mm-hmm. I like sweets, though. Okay. Come on, like come on. Imagine that, like sweet potato pie. Like you know what? Here's the inspiration: is because I can't find a decent sweet potato pie anywhere. I'm trying to change that. You know what I'm saying? True. There's just patty pies. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, when can you just get up and say, oh, I want sweet potato pie without bugging your grandma or your auntie? You know, you just know where you really can go mm-hmm. for it. So I'm trying to change that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what something I do would be. Mm-hmm. Give me one more second. I'm trying to think. No, go for it. I take plenty of seconds. So, yeah, I understand. Um, maybe open a studio i'd want to do some do something like that to black photographers to use it or something hey that would be great maybe give them a discount (laughs) that'd be real great hell yeah give them a discount yeah Uh i like that yeah i'd i'd probably do a studio there aren't that many i don't i can't think of i don't know of a black owned photo studio yeah me neither really or like a chain there, of them, you know. I heard of Paper Monday in New York. Paper Monday, but yeah, Paper Monday. That. Okay. They have a pretty cool little studio, but it's not like a like a anybody can use it type of studio. They just host events. Um, I don't. I really don't know the tea on them, really. But 
I've heard a lot of good things about them and I've seen their Instagram and they have a lot of great images come out of their space. Oh, gotcha. That's, that's dope though. That's dope. Yeah, maybe you can do something like that in a studio. I've always thought about that too, but like a chain of them. You know what I'm saying? Like a chain of like studios for like black creatives and things like almost like the Airbnb for like just art studios. And then I see Pure Space has something like that, but then they're not really. Yeah, Pure Space is cute. Yes, yeah, Pure Space is all right. I just sometimes I run into more houses than I do like dedicated studios. Um, and, Mm -hmm. And that's fine, but like, yeah, I would like to have more studios on that damn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would do something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think you know we pretty much um touched on it all here. Um, but now that you know that you can like be open and say like whatever you want, though, is there anything you wanted to backtrack on? <laughs> no, I don't said everything I gotta say. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for sure. Well, um, you know, it was um. It's really good, you know, talking to you. Um, you know, I ran into your work and I was inspired by, you know, the kind of like what it is that you like portray and like, you know, your goal. And then when I read your bio and things like that on your site, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, that's really dope. And I had to like, you know, talk to you and uh, glad I did. You're a good person. And, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're welcome. You're welcome. So where can the people like find you, like find your work and like your Instagram, I like, you know, Twitter handles, whatever it may be. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at intranet bby, and my website is ken uh, carter dot com. Okay, super dope, super dope. All right, well, um, once again, I appreciate you for coming on, and uh, take care. All righty, thank you so much for having me. Hey, you're welcome. All righty, peace out. <laughs> All right, peace. Alrighty guys, and that'll do it for today's episode. Once again, I appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Um, if you haven't did it already, I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That would be greatly appreciated. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Creative Assistance at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you may find us at creativeassist.com. And yeah, guys, that'll do it for this week's episode. I will talk to you guys next time for yet again another episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Until then. Take care.